0: Bam Adebayo was named an All Star, and he put on quite a show at Madison Square Garden. Unfortunately, he didn't have much support, and the result was a one hundred six, one hundred four loss. We talk about Bam's big game, Kyle Lowry's continuing struggle, and a bizarre finish. All that and more on today's Locked On Heat.
1: You are Locked On Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hello, Heat Nation. It's a Friday edition of Lockdown Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami Heat. However, you may be listening on YouTube Odyssey or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day. I'm your host, David Mill. With me, as always, is Wes Goldberg, live from Madison Square Garden. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find a qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com. Slash locked on NBA. What a bizarre finish to a game on the night when Bam Adebayo was named as an all-star reserve. Jimmy Butler was snubbed. However, Bam put on an incredible show. 32 points, nine rebounds, three assists, two steals, a block, just doing everything. Diving to the floor and forcing a turnover in the waning seconds of a game. Down five with just five seconds left in the game. They were able to inbound the ball to Max Struess, who connected on a three-pointer with 2.9 seconds left on the ensuing play as they were trying to inbound the ball to Julius Randle. Bam actually deflected the ball, but Randle fell in the play, got a foul call against Bam and bio. Eric Spoelstra saving up his challenges just for this occasion, challenged the call, and it was deemed successful. No foul in the play, Miami ball, and the play result was an inbound to Tyler Hero, who took a fadeaway three-pointer from the corner that just rimmed out. Wes, did you think the shot was falling as you were watching it?
1: Yeah, and so my seats here at Madison Square Garden were, uh, right in, like like right next to where that shot was taken in the corner. We were actually, uh, situated in that uh, for us it was sort of the right corner, uh, probably about like fifteen rows up. Uh, and so that when Tyler takes that shot, I'm like, wow, this is going in, and obviously it didn't. But it it looked good from my vantage point. It was a good shot. It was a good look. The fact that the Heat were even able to get that kind of shot out of that I think was an immense breakdown by the Knicks' part. Also, a credit to the Heat, you mentioned the 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 sort of turnover that Bam forced Julius Randle falling to the ground. I don't even know if that counts as forced, but the this the Heat being able to hang in there, uh, Max Drew's making that three, like you said, in order to give them that opportunity. But yeah, from where we were situated, I thought all the momentum after all of that was going in the Heat's direction and that they were going to make that – Kind of reminiscent of the Donovan Mitchell shot that didn't go in. It just for yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is definitely going in. And then it didn't. And then same instance here, Tali Hero. It's like, yeah, that's definitely going in. And then it didn't, unfortunately, an- for the Heat. Another ugly
0: game for Miami. Just doing the same thing, playing with fire continuously, getting down 11 in their first quarter. Their offense was bogged down. Julius Randle was torching them. He was named an all-star earlier alongside Bam. And it looked like right. he had everything going early on. 12 of his 23 points in that first quarter. And Miami just seemed like they couldn't get anything going. And then eventually their second unit led by Udonis Haslam playing in place of Orlando Robinson as Miami's backup center. Robinson dealing with a thumb injury. Uh, No timetable left for his. were, We're expecting for his return just yet. He said he could put a splint on it and go back out there, but he was held out of tonight's game. He played a pretty solid game overall. And Miami was able to just kind of claw and face their way back. Tyler struggled for most of the game and then hit a couple of shots in the third quarter, started connecting later on in the game, helping them to keep pace, but it was just too much inconsistent offense. Too similar yeah. from what we've seen. The only consistent member for the heat was Bam Adebayo. He was fantastic all night.
1: Yeah. I mean, he had that mid range game going. Like he has all year, all year long. And, he was asked, to, or Spolster was asked about it after the game by uh, uh John Schumann, who does great work, read his power rankings every Monday on NBA.com. But sort of uh Schumann asked Spo, like, hey, when did this become a positive shot for you guys in the offense? Because, you know, mid-range shots. That's not a that's not usually the result offenses want across the NBA. It's the least efficient shot in, in the sport. We all know this. But for Bam and for the Miami Heat, it's an efficient look. It's a it's a look that they specifically try to get to. Pretty often. And and Spo said like in the playoffs last year, he kind of realized like, okay, like in crunch time, this is a real look for us if that's falling for Bam. And then Bam obviously put in the work. And it, it became more than just a crunch time shot. And now I guess I, I think since December first he's shot like fifty something percent from that from that range. And so now that, that's a really efficient look for him. Um so he had that going all night, you know. I Hartenstein kind of Hartenstein going dropping a little bit further back than he probably should have, but we've seen this like whether it was Brooke Lopez, Hartenstein, whoever you know the people teams are going to give Bam that look, and and I right. think that's why he sort of perfected it and he had that going tonight. But other than that, just no offense at all. I know that we're going to get to blame pie, but like the fact that Jimmy Butler just couldn't get going in this game. Yeah. And I know that the Knicks put Grimes on him. He's their best defender and all these things. But still, man, come on. Like, really? Like, Quentin Grimes is the guy that's going to stop you? I I was really disappointed with uh, Jimmy Butler's performance in this game.
0: Yeah, and you can say the same thing for Kyle Lowry, too. He did not play yet again in the fourth quarter, a minute and a half. Every shot he took, uh, rimming out, he had one three-pointer when Miami was making their comeback in the third quarter, and then he just wound up sitting out for the rest of the game after that uh, continues to struggle. Even Tyler struggled. It was a really inconsistent night offensively. Again, aside from Bam, we, we, we should talk about Bam a little bit because he, he's not going to get any blame to Pike. If there was one player, who was trying their best and doing almost everything conceivable to help Miami secure a victory. It was bio diving from yeah. the ball on the floor, just doing everything, chasing down blocks, even uh, a weird goal tent call that should not have been called a goaltend after, uh, I think it was an R.J. Barrett lay. Oh, you didn't camp- think that was a goaltend? No, because they showed on the replay that uh, Gabe Vincent actually touched the ball as on its way up, so it couldn't have been ruled a goaltend. Could have been a- it could not have been ruled a goaltend because it had been previously oh. touched by an opponent, and so the layup should have just been Bam securing the rebound, basically what right. it was because it was touched by so Vincent.
1: That, maybe maybe they're doctoring replays here at Madison Square Garden because I did not see Gabe Vincent touch that ball on the replays they were showing us here on the uh, the Jumbotron right here that I'm pointing to for those watching on YouTube. Um, I thought for sure that was a clear goaltend, but I, I had not even seen that angle where Gabe Vincent touched it. So maybe they're, maybe they're up to something here in New York. It, it's know. possible. Look, they I actually even... Gabe Vincent. I'm just saying, they didn't show it to me.
0: I, I actually thought the call at the end there was a mistake because I, I think that Ga- uh, that Bam actually wound up kicking at Randall with his left foot inadvertently, and then as Randall sidestepped to the side, that's when he lost balance so you're talking about the the, the turnover at the end the inbound play yeah I actually thought that you could have ruled against Bam there glad to see that wasn't the case either way
1: uh I actually would have given I I actually yeah I'm you and I just disagree I must have been watching a different basketball game I didn't see Bam (laughs) touch touch they uh, they uh, showed they showed it
0: again on the replay it's it kind of looked like on his left foot as He was kind of jo- jockeying for position there. He may have kicked at, at Randall's foot, and then okay. as Randall took one more step, that's when he lost his balance. So I thought it could go either way. It doesn't matter. It was called a Miami evened out favorite. at the end, I
1: guess. Yeah.
0: I, I would not have put the ball in Tyler's hands, though. I actually thought that struce uh deserved that shot considering he had just hit that three-pointer only seconds literal on. seconds earlier yeah. uh and and he was he's so good off the catch you know when he's moving with the ball in a kind of inbound situation where you don't have a lot of time like that i thought he could have gotten an easier better look than tyler did either way the play the play was called tough for tyler and he wound up missing the shot i don't have any problem yeah. with him going for the win either i know some people no. were saying oh just dump it down to bam try to get no. the overtime No, you don't want that
1: No. Not with the team playing the way it did. Uh, you mentioned Bam, 16 shots, 32 points. I mean, he was awesome all night. But that was it. That was the entire offense. So you don't really want to go into overtime just saying, like, Bam, can you score 10 points for us in overtime? Because you didn't really have anybody to call. I had no problem with Tyler Hero taking the shot. Um, you know, the people that I was talking with uh, during that break, I was like, you know, who do you think gets that shot? And uh, and I was like, yeah, I think it's going to be Tyler here. and it's it, it kind of goes back to a conversation you and I had a couple episodes ago about Kyle Lowry and how he's not really in in, in closing time anymore, and he's really been sort of supplanted, sort of in Sharpie in that closing time lineup by Tyler Hero. And, and what I've said was no matter how he's shooting, no matter how he's performing, he's going to be part of that closing lineup and he's going to get shots because he's such a great shot creator, shot maker, and and because of that, he was obviously in. It was an off night for him shooting-wise, but he's in there at the end of the game. And that's just where Tyler is now uh, in the pecking order of this team. It's going to be, Hey, we got one shot, three seconds left in the game. We needed three to take the, to, to go for the win here. You go for the win on the road. It's the same thing in the NFL, the NBA, any sport you're on the road, go for the win. Don't do Don't, don't deal with overtime. And they went to Tyler. And so I, I wasn't surprised at all that they went to him, despite the fact that it was sort of an off night for him.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but somebody who did get plenty of rest, in the fourth quarter was Kyle Lowry. We'll talk about him when we dole out slices of blame pie in the next segment. But before we do that, just wanted to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve those goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you Quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, their company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors LinkedIn Jobs helps you find a qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NBA. Don't forget that promo code. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NBA. To post your job for free, terms and conditions do apply. We're back. That smelly smell, you're smelling. Is the smelly smell of some blame pie. Uh, I thought that was New York <clears throat> Subways, David. I thought that was the New York Subways. <laughs> it could. It's a number of different factors there. Be careful. There's <laughs> probably rats scurrying in the background uh, at the Mecca. But in any case, no, uh, that, that smelly smell is actually blame pie. Quite Seems a bit of left. it to dole out. Yeah, it, it was not, again, a very good game for Miami. So inconsistent offensively. Bam is absolutely blame free. You mentioned Jimmy yeah. Butler, so we might as well start with him. Uh, what was your f- take on Jimmy's overall game tonight? Because obviously he struggled 5 of 13, uh, only six six assists, so he was trying to dish the ball out, three rebounds. But shots that he normally makes, he just he seemed like early on to me, it seemed like he was forcing it, and the shot just wasn't yeah. falling for him.
1: Yeah, he was forcing it early on, and then because it wasn't falling, it felt like he stopped forcing it, and then he just got away from it. And he had one nice baseline cut. I think it was the fourth quarter, I want to say. And 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 that was really it offensively for Jimmy. Outside of that, I thought he was totally passive. If we really want to give out blame pie, I'm I'm honestly tempted to give him 10 slices. We're giving <laughs> him out 10 slices of blame. No, because look, I it's almost like expectations at this point, right? I, I know that the fans are gonna to want to give out slices of, of blame pie to Kyle Lowry, but it's what are you really expecting from Kyle at this point? He had that big three at the in the fourth quarter. There was something yeah. like even that is more than what Jimmy gave you down the stretch in crunch time. And uh Tyler, Tyler Hero it was an offshooting night for him, but at least he gave you a chance at the end. That three, that was a good look. And he gave you a shot there. Jimmy Butler did nothing tonight. And he was totally just taken out of the game by Quentin Grimes. And I know that Grimes is like the Knicks is. You know, stopper, lockdown cornerback, stopper guy, and that they weren't going to include him in a Donovan Mitchell trade and all that. Cra- and he's good, right? And he's probably going to make an All NBA team, you know, probably because you know Nick's PR in yeah. the media. Yeah, yeah defense. I'm sorry. Yeah, an All Defensive team and all this stuff. I get it. But you're Jimmy Butler, man. You're supposed to be one of the top fifteen players in this in, in the NBA, and and you can't you can't get more than what you got tonight. And, and you're basically it's not even that the shots weren't going in; it's just that he wasn't even taking them. That's yeah. the thing that bothered me. That's the thing that bothered me. So honestly, I'm, 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 I'm watching that game. I'm here at Madison Square Garden, and it's a, it's a moment for Jimmy Butler, and and he just lets it go. And I, that's I'm just at the point now. I'm like, give him all ten slices. I, I really don't know where else to put blame.
0: Uh, well, I mean, there's a couple other players that really did step up. And, and look, Miami, unfortunately, uh, wasting a night with Bam was so dominant and not getting yeah. enough from the role players. So I, I agree with you that Jimmy deserves a lot of the blame, but I still think t- Kyle's performance uh, was pretty bad and, and deserved that. Yeah. So I, I'd say five for Jimmy. Uh, on a night when he was not named an all-star, I thought he was going to come out pissed and gay. Exactly. Looking to dominate, and this was very weird for him. Like I don't know if he feels like the the sands of time slipping through his fingers or something like that. But either way, it was just this is not the version of Jimmy that we expect from from him. Even during the regular season, I thought he was going to come out again. It's New York, you know. Too many battles when you were with the Bulls. You've been in the Eastern Conference. You you know what that's like. You've got to go and prove yourself here above all else. And and for him to to be so passive and to just be like, oh, I'm not really going to be part of the offense. I know you want to get Bam going. Maybe the assist well, numbers were part of that. But either way,
1: you've got to do more individually and offensively in particular. And not just MSG, New York, all this. This is an important game in the standings. Yeah. This is a, like the, the Knicks are right there. They're on your tail. They're the seventh seed. You're the sixth seed. They're two games back going into tonight. There is so much at stake. I I, I asked Bam uh, about it this morning after shoot around, and he was like, yeah. He wasn't necessarily I asked him, Are you standings watching at this point? Like are you looking at and he's like, not so much that, but it's, they're it's aware really like these they're aware, but he's like these individual matchups specifically. He's like, Look, we're two we we've got the advantage against Boston. That's really important for us in the standings. Uh, this is our first time playing the Knicks all season. We're right there in the standings with the Knicks. Like this game is really important from a standings perspective. In case you know, in the case of a tiebreaker at the end of the year, this stuff really matters. So and he he basically said like it's 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 still a little too far out to do specific standings watching, but we do understand that push come to shove at the end of the year, these games, these head-to-head matchups are so important. That's not and I that's not that's Bam's not the only one thinking that. That's not lost on the locker room. Jimmy Butler knows this as much as anybody does in this locker room, and for him to come out and play that way so passive again, I will, I would have rather him miss fifteen shots. Than what he did tonight, right? Like I have thirteen. Just, that's
0: like yeah, too passive, way too passive. So I mean two passes.
1: Let's give him five for now because
0: I, I think I don't I, think I'm
1: curious where the other five are gonna go because I'm thinking like six or seven.
0: <laughs> well, what? I think three for Kyle Lowry. Uh just fair enough. Moralizing one of seven from the field, one of five from three pointers, and and every one of those shot attempts, especially early on when Miami was in a deficit, falling short, nowhere near. Like, what is he? I, I don't know. The shots just were not falling tonight. And they weren't even particularly close. And, and his defense wasn't great. He was getting burnt by uh, Grimes. He was getting burnt by Manuel quickly. He was getting burnt yeah. by R.J. Barrett, who had a monster performance, 30 points for him. He seemed, as I tweeted out earlier, he seemed to be taking it personally. I know the comparisons between him and Hero have been made, especially when it came to their contract. Maybe he was, again, trying to prove a point or something along those lines. But either way, he looked like he had it really dialed up tonight. Uh, and Lowry, I think, just continued to struggle. And, and and look, I mean, did not play the final 14 minutes of the game. That That again. is substantial. Like, he sat out with one and a half left in the third. Didn't take a single, a single step in the fourth quarter. And they probably could have used him if he was anywhere near his, is you know, what we've expected from him over the past season and a half. Unfortunately, he's not there. He's not. He might not ever be there again. And with just a few days before the trade deadline, uh, I think he does deserve some playing pie aside from him. Yeah. One, got, well,
1: let's stay on the Lowry thing, too, because even the one is one rebound, two assists. Yeah, no. Like, it, it, there's no not doing it, anything. Just the score. He's, exactly. He's not contributing in any meaningful way. And it was a rough January for him. And if this is, if February is going to look like January, man, for, for Kyle Lowry, like this is, you need more. You know, you and I, I, I think we do a good job of going beyond the box score and looking at a player's contributions on the court. Beyond just the stats, right? It's easy. Anybody can just look at the stats and say this and that and whatever. He, he, he's can not, your... he is not no. he's not. a factor at this point. Like, you, yeah, I mean, like the communication on defense and all that stuff is good, but that's not even like needed for the mind. Like, everybody on the yeah. Miami He communicates on defense. Like, I don't know. Like, if, if Lowry is going to do this, like the, the, the passivity between him and Jimmy Butler is the thing that bothers me. And, and it's been right. now a full month. Kyle, I, and I do wonder. There was a moment earlier in the season where, where where Kyle Lowry was what, like third or fourth in the NBA in minutes played. Yep. Uh, Bam was out. Jimmy was out. Tyler was missing games, and and he was he was a big he was you know he was basically well. the leader of the Miami Heat. He was playing really well, and I wonder if that was just so much so soon for him that he has never fully recovered from that grind, from what that what what that the toll that that took on his body. And I'm just wondering, like, are we past because we're in the middle of a season and you don't really get a chance to rest. Are we just past the point of, of having that opportunity to, to sort of get that back? Is this the kind of Kyle Lowry? In other words, that we're going to be looking at all season because he was so sort of just grinded down through the first uh, half of the season.
0: It's possible. I I, I don't know. I, I mean, at this point, it's not like he's ever been particularly explosive in a heat uniform. So I, it's right. hard to tell, how much he may have lost in terms of his overall athletic ability or, or just his speed and quickness, whatever of it he has left. So it's not an easy thing to gauge, I think, but uh, hopefully he, look, if there's a a player who needs the all-star break, uh, I don't know that there's anyone who needs it more than Kyle. He needs to reassess. And that's assuming he's still in a heat uniform uh, once the all-star break does come around. But uh, a couple other players that I think struggled mightily tonight, Caleb Barton, you hate to, Say it because he was so uh, impactful against the Cavs just a couple nights ago. But tonight, not his night. Two of seven from the floor. Just one of five from three-point range. Along with Kyle, a minus player in the box score. Minus 15. Kyle was minus 17. And I think Gabe Vincent uh, struggled a little bit. Two of eight. One of six, if I'm reading this correctly, from three-point range. So his three-point shooting struggles are there as well. He had one big shot, again, late in the game as Miami was trying to make their comeback. And aside from that, uh, every time the ball was in his hands, and he tried to shoot that three, just nowhere close. So uh, shout out to Haywood Highsmith and Max Strews, who both shot well. One of one for Highsmith. Five of eight. Wow, for Max Strews. So he, again, if maybe... Good night for again, him. Yeah, very good game for him. Yeah, uh, Again, maybe the only nitpicking there was with, with Eric Spolstra was that he probably should have put it in Max's hands at the end, but I can't disagree with the call to give it to Tyler either. But anyway uh maybe in the next segment we'll talk a little bit about jimmy's being snubbed in the all-star selection and the overall all-star selections uh, for the eastern conference because i think there were some other names that may have been snubbed as well we didn't get any questions in today's uh, i didn't put out a call for any questions from today's show uh, via twitter i'm sure that people to are a little into too- with the
1: all-star thing there though yeah it's good right. call
0: on you all right so we'll jump ahead and talk about that in the next segment before we do that Just want to tell you that today's episode is all brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sportsbook in America. That's right, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, super easy to use, and best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. again for always following us you can reach us uh, uh via email at lockdownheat at gmail.com via twitter use the hashtag ask heat and you can find your po- this podcast wherever you get podcasts on apple spotify and pretty much anywhere else and you can also of course find us on youtube so let's talk a little bit about the all-star selections bam making his second all-star appearance uh jimmy butler getting snubbed were you do you feel jimmy was snubbed as an all-star considering who else was selected
1: yeah come on <laughs> I, I get it. I, I understand the coaches. They look at the Miami Heat in the standings. They're like, yeah, you know, you're six. That's good enough for one all-star. Bam didn't get uh, voted in as a starter, obviously. I don't think anybody expected him to. And so I think they look at the Heat in the standings and they say, hey, you're sixth place, so you get one all-star. Who are we going to give it to? And you had to give it to one player. You give it to Bam. There's no argument I'm, there. Based I'm a little on his surprised. Yeah, I'm a little but I, surprised, you know, though. That they give it to Bam over Jimmy? Yeah. If you yeah, had to I, pick one? Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, I argued again.
0: Uh, look, there was a, a tweet from a friend of the show, Mo Dacchio, who said, "You hey, look, sometimes the coaches, they don't care about all-star selections. They sit there, they got a couple minutes, they're in the locker room, and they're like, ah, whatever. Just give it to this guy. <coughs> and, and Jimmy, you know, a well-known player, established player, everything. Yeah. postseason season contributions, I think, are a huge factor. And I think they take that all into consideration. And they, they probably, league-wide, see Jimmy as the better player over Bam. But I'm a little surprised that they gave Bam that recognition considering all the things he does. And the fact that he doesn't put up any kind of monster, gaudy performances or stat lines tonight, notwithstanding. Tonight was one of those performances yeah. that really cemented why he's been an all-star selection this year.
1: Yeah, I I do think that there is, if you listen to coaches talk and you sort of read between the lines or just kind of listen to the tone, Availability is a is a hot button issue right now. And not just I know it's a big deal with the media right now, like should players rest and all these things and whatever. Should we go to 72 games, all this stuff? It matters to coaches too. Like you listen to the coaches across the league talk and and I think availability really matters. And the fact that Bam yeah. has been mostly available all year long matters to them. And and I do think that there's a world where they would have given it to Jimmy Butler. and and to me, the guy that got in over Jimmy was Julius Randle, the other player that they played tonight. Mm. And and the, you look at the Knicks in the standings, and are like, yeah, you know, either playoff team kind of right there, the seventh seed, maybe they get out of the play-in. Like, they kind of deserve somebody. Is it going to be him or Jalen Brunson? They give the to Julius Randle. So to me, I feel like they just split the vote. Let's give one Miami Heat player the nod. Let's give one Knicks player the nod, and we move on. And that, that to me, was the reason. I, I really do. I think that's the reasoning behind it for most coaches. I think that's probably where they ended up on this. Yep. Um, but to me, did the same thing with Clayton. All-star.
0: Yeah, I mean this is no they, Darius yeah. Garland.
1: They only had Donovan Mitchell elected obviously. Garland's as a numbers starter. have been a little low though. I, I actually think Julius Randle probably has a better case than Garland this year. Just I'm a little numbers. surprised that it's Drew
0: Holiday selection. If if there's yeah. gonna be a name that was not egregious,
1: Holiday's fantastic. We love him on the show. Uh, great yeah. defender. He fans again though. Close. Yeah. The uh, the availability thing. When Giannis has missed time, Brooke Lopez has missed time, uh, Chris Middleton has missed a lot of time. Drew Holiday has been there for the Milwaukee Bucks. Availability is a big thing right now. And like I said, it's 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 something that these coaches respect. If you're an NBA head coach, what do you want more than anything? You just want your players to play every night, right? Yeah. And so Drew Holiday plays every night. He plays every freaking game for Milwaukee. Yeah. Bam plays almost every game for the Heat. And and that's I think and the other thing too, and, and you know, I hate to make this like a Jimmy Butler got snubbed conversation more than hey, Bam made the all-star game. He is so deserving of it. The fact that the player votes were so high in Bam's favor. The media votes were very high. The only thing that kept Bam out of the All-Star game was the fan votes, yep. right? And that's why you and I had the Bam the Vote
0: uh, a yeah, campaign man. that
1: obviously yeah. did not work. But it it the, the fans need to get by. And look, this is normal. You and I have talked about this. People have said it before. Fans are usually like a year behind what really is going on in the NBA. Next year, I'm fairly certain that Bam is going to get a lot more fan votes than he had this year the all-star game as long as he's healthy and so but now that the coaches the players the media like people who are like actually follow the nba yeah. are very aware of how good bam Adebayo bio is that's my big takeaway from this
0: well look it's kind of interesting because another friend of the show michael Pina, tweeted out uh yesterday actually
1: uh following the cleveland cavaliers game that
0: evan mobley and i'm not reading this exactly but evan mobley greatly outplayed bam Adebayo bio in that Cavs game and he he fans understandably went right at Michael completely. They were like, What game were you watching? Are you crazy? And then I, I texted him afterwards and I was like, Oh man, Heat fans are letting you have it. And look, he admitted that you know personal biases always play some role. And and I think there's no way of separating what you know, you're human. We're all human. And if you even whether you have a vote in the all-star selection or not, you've got your preferences, you've got your biases, they yeah. tend to skew your perspective yeah. to some degree. And that's just the reality Pena, of it. Pino's yeah. a Boston guy. He is, but still, I mean, just <laughs> he's, he's, I don't think there's any, been, been anybody in the national media that's been a supportive of BAM, aside from him, Ben Goliver to an extent to Ben actually Zach had, Lowe's a big, no, no, there's yeah. a
1: lot of people. I would say there's a lot of people Ro, our friend, Rohan Nadkarni at Sports Illustrated is always out here campaigning for BAM. Uh, Zach Lowe wrote the, basically the definitive yeah. BAM at a bio profile at ESPN.com. Like, And that's what I'm saying. People who observe, like, that care about this sport, care about this league and observe the NBA on a daily basis, they understand how good Bam Adebayo is. I think we're a year away from the casual fan. I hate using that term, but whatever, I'm using it. We're a year away from the casual fan really understanding how good Bam Adebayo is. This is not his last all-star game. He's at the point now, you and I, you've you've said this a million times. He's the third best center in the NBA. It's, It's Jokic, it's Embiid in whatever order. That's not an argument that I want to have right now. It's Jokic and Embiid, and then it's Bam behind those two guys, right? And and that's it. And I and I think we're at the point now where just Bam is just going to be a perennial all-star, and this is a big shift. And if, look, if the future of the Heat is Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler in some sort of way, however long Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler's extension kicks it next year. He's not going anywhere. It's just another reflection of the fact that Bam Adebayo is really the core. He's the building block that everything is built around for the Miami Heat, and and it all is – Not to say that the All Star nod to him and not Jimmy Butler means that, but I think it reflects that. If that makes any sense?
0: Oh, absolutely. I I think he kind of showed, and I texted this, I tweeted this during the game. Like he is Miami's best player, and tonight's showing certainly confirmed that. Like he's he's going to have his off nights. Jimmy has his off nights, but I, I still think that at least during the regular season. Uh, the the offense has certainly become much more BAM-centric. And I'm curious to see if and when that does shift during the postseason. But that's a conversation for a different time. We'll wrap it up today. That wraps us up for the week as well. Miami will take on the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday, a game that suddenly has much more significance. We'll see if we can get a recap up for that game as well. But thank you so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen today. Now Make your second listen game-to-game every moment every top performance every result locked on game to game covers every game from across the nba with local analysis that only locked on can deliver follow game to game on locked on available on odyssey youtube or wherever you get podcasts Wes, thanks
1: so much for joining me tonight shout out to christy who's my bartender at the bar the other night <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the big
0: apple Thank um.